this very special episode of the As Told by Reese podcast, nothing happens, nothing at all, so don't worry. Easy, ready, willing, overtime. Where does it stop? Where do you dare me to draw the line? You've got the body, now you want my soul. Don't even think about it. Say, no go, I, I'll do anything that you want me to do. And I'll do almost anything that you want me to. Ooh, but I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. No, I can't go for that. No, 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 can do. I can't go for that. No, 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 can do. I can't go for that. Can't go for that? Can't go for that. Can't go for that. All right, so now that we've warmed up both our hearts and our minds, and we've aligned them, welcome back to another episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. I am your host, Reese, and you are my audience. Nobody, or somebody, I'm sure somebody out there is listening, according to SoundCloud, or whatever. Uh, today's episode, just like the previous episode, was brought to you by the makers of Sleepless Nights Insomnia. Yes, yes, insomnia. So this actually is a surprise podcast for me because I didn't know I was making it until I, once again, couldn't get to sleep. Well, it's not quite fair to say couldn't get to sleep. It's just I fell asleep way earlier and I woke up in the middle of the night again. Right now it is 4.05 a.m. It took me about an hour to work up to do this because I was like, ah, I'll probably go back to sleep. And sleep said, no, no. You are done visiting me for this day. And I'm like, no, sleep, but I love you so much. And it's like, listen, love has nothing to do with it. And if you did love me, love would have brought you home last night. And I said, but I was home last night. I was, that's why I was asleep. And it's like, whatever, I'll see you later. And then sleep walked out the door. And now here I am speaking to the microphone at what is now, well, still 4.05 in the morning, talking to you, my friends. Now. There are some very cosmically funny things about uh, doing this podcast right now. Number one, the noise for four in the morning is unreal. I've heard motorcycles. I've heard police sirens. I've heard a lot of things. And this area isn't like that. So it's just very strange that when I start to try to record a podcast, here's where all the noise is happening. And yes, I record my podcast from home because I can't afford a studio not the right kind of studio that I'd want and the time and effort and energy it would take for all that I'm not even shooting video just yet so one day maybe when I shoot video if this lasts long enough I'll start recording get a fancy setup and all that other stuff but for right now it's a man a microphone and his laptop which is all you need but speaking of need I need a lot of things that's it. That That's the only place that thought goes. Now, what's going to be interesting to me is what kind of energy I'll have after I finish recording this podcast. Because the last podcast, right after I finished recording, all the energy drained from me. It was interesting because before the end of the podcast, I had plenty of energy. And actually, during the podcast, I had plenty of energy. Right after it ended, energy was gone. It was like... Wow. So I ended up taking a nap, like a couple hour nap. 
and then coming and finishing uh, the editing of the podcast later. So I recorded in one session, and then I edited in another session, not at the same time. And I think that has to do with the fact that it was butt crack o'clock in the morning, and eventually my body said, hey, you're actually tired. Speaking of tired, speaking of energy, speaking of all those things, this next thing has nothing to do with any of that. So we've been a different world since March, and one of the things I promised myself that I would catch up on is television watching, which is funny because growing up into adulthood, that was the one consistent thing in my life. I was a TV fiend, demon, buff, aficionado, whatever you want to call it. I would consume so much television and obviously movies, but especially television. I would sit myself in front of the TV. It wouldn't be so much me watching television. It'd be television watching me. It used to be such a big part of my life, but I find with each passing year, I get further and further away from my one true love television. The crazy part is that I thought with everything going the way it is and me having to spend a lot more time indoors than before, not around as many people, etc., etc., not doing as many activities as I did before, I said, wow, my television consumption is about to go through the roof the roof and lo and behold it has not it has not moved at all in fact it's probably lessened for some strange reason which is really weird to me i'm not one of these people like elite so i don't have television i don't like television i don't look at television no i've television will always hold a special place in my heart and i thought i could really go back to it i just haven't the things i go back to are few, far between, and pretty basic. It's pretty basic. The TV, the couple of TV shows I've been able to catch are pretty much basic. They're not the most entertaining. They're not the most funny. They're not the most intriguing. They're not the most spellbinding. They're really basic shows that really wouldn't have any value and won't stand the test of time. But for some reason... I find myself watching them, and I'm like, wow, how basic am I? Or a big thing that I'll do is go back and re-watch something that I've watched a million times already. So, so much so that I already know what's coming next, just because it's kind of rhythmic. I can know what I'm about to watch, enjoy it, and not really have to think about what I'm watching. Just kind of be on autopilot while watching TV and doing other things, because... I found out about myself, I work best when there are other things going on, period. So, while I'm watching random TV show where I can hear this funny line here or this other line there, I can get things done. Now, the funny part about that to me is that feels very, very, very counterintuitive to me. For me, I thought I will work the best with as little distraction as possible. And with the exception of actually Speaking into this microphone in the podcast, there's nothing I do better without a little distraction, except driving. I definitely drive better without distraction, is what I'm going to tell you in this microphone. For everything else, it just works out a lot better for me if I have at least a little bit of distraction. Now, it's not a lot. I don't need a maximum distraction. I don't need something that makes me concentrate on two very opposite things at the same time and give the same concentration level to both. No, I'll fail both if I try that. 
but something where I can place most of my attention, like 75% of my attention, while 25% of my concentration goes somewhere else, somehow that works very good for my brain. I don't know about you. Um, with the exception of sometimes if I have to really key in and study something or read on something, I will put in like <laughs> the famed beats to study to or something like that or some of that primitive building background just so I can have something but I always need something. Sometimes I need a little less, sometimes a little more, but I always need something. For example, if I have to read text of something, like a text of something that's really thick and dripping with information, but it's something I'm not interested in personally, at some point, and I, I spoke about this last episode, they become words in a sentence, in a paragraph, on a page, of symbols that I will not retain, that I'll read and read and read over again, but I won't retain any of it just because it's a bunch of gibberish to me. Important sounding gibberish, but gibberish nonetheless. And it's like, well, let's just keep it simple for stupid. Stupid being me. Because yeah, why not? I'm stupid. Which a lot of people actually aren't. It's not that they're stupid. It's just that their style of learning, that style of learning is not conducive to them. Or it's just they're not very interested in what they are learning. And they're learning something that does not meet their characteristics at all. So it's about a lot of things. There's a lot of things that go into that. But this is not the podcast to be taking on educational standards, etc., etc. I'm already bored thinking about it. As we grow older, wiser, more mature, whatever you want to have it. We discover that time is our most finite resource. And as finite as the resource of time is, I feel I feel my most finite resource right now is my energy relative to that time as far as it goes for me. What I mean by that is as much time as I have to do things, there's only so much energy I have to go around to do things. And the second that I invest my energy in this one thing or invest a certain amount of energy in this one thing, there won't be much energy for other things, even if I have the time. Like if I'm working on a particularly tasking task, man, I wish I thought of a better word for that, but we're here now. After that, it's not my time that's (laughs) sucked out it's the energy i still have time i work on an intense project i can get it done in a relatively short amount of time but it's like wow i could go into this next thing but my body just does not have it in it to go ahead and get to that next phase of whatever so like all the appliances that we have to replace that is my big issue is becoming energy efficient And what I've been trying to do to become energy efficient is trying to refresh my mind, work on my body, do the techniques, blah, 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 blah. But even with that, in the middle of not being exhausted, a wave of exhaustion washes over me. And I just cannot even because I do not even. So I'm not jealous of people that have all the time in the world. I am jealous of the people that have that inexhaustible seeming pool of energy that keeps them running at a million miles an hour. Here's a fun fact. 
I didn't drink coffee until I was an adult. Now, I made coffee a lot. made it for my mom because she loved coffee. She drank it all day, every day. I mean, still does. But for me, because I made it so often, I did not get the pull of it. Didn't drink coffee. Didn't need it. Didn't care for it. So one day, well into my adulthood, well into my adulthood, like much, much later than you'd expect someone to be a coffee drinker, I said, I need energy. Let me go ahead and drink some coffee. And the first time I ever had coffee, I realized, I was like, oh, this is why people drink coffee. The amount of energy I had after drinking that whole cup of coffee, it was like I was a different person than I had been previously. I displayed way more energy than I did before. Now, this is why this is important. This was at work. (laughs) Now, at my job, I was always seen as a laid-back sort, even though I wasn't. I was just calm. I was always calm. Because it was a very chaotic environment. And it was supposed to be calm. Having this coffee made me fly through the roof. And people treated me like a rock star at that point. And I'm like, oh. You guys were always perceiving me as one way. I I didn't realize they were perceiving me as one way. But that coffee, drinking coffee, actually led to a lot of change in how people saw me. Just because they saw a more just energetic version of me. I'm like, really? That's weird. But then I realized it was because the energy level was spiked significantly. That jittery, just like nervous energy, kind of like an interview. When you go to a job interview and you have that, you know, they have those butterflies, those nerves, like, oh man, I want people to accept me. And I personally enjoyed the amount of energy that I was getting from drinking coffee. Um, because that level of energy, I had not experienced naturally in a very long time. Not in a very long time. So from then on, I became a coffee drinker. I started drinking coffee, you know, once, once a week to a couple times a week to every day and then eventually a couple times a day. I don't drink nearly as much coffee now why because it never was the same high again it's funny because we always talk about that you're always chasing that first high you always are it's the truth you're always chasing that first high coffee high no other high i don't know about any other high get out of here you silly but you're always chasing that first high And you need elevated forms of caffeine or whatever your drug of choice is to reach that same level. And for me now, coffee doesn't do what it used to do at all. In fact, the only thing coffee does is make sure I have a quick trip to the bathroom not too soon after consuming it. It doesn't matter if it's espresso, double shot, whatever. It's just, I can tank coffee now. So... And I knew I was in trouble when I started drinking my coffee straighter, blacker, stronger, or whatever you call it. I know that sounds weird, but 
for me, it was always, I need the caramel, I need the mocha, I need the sugar, I need the cream. I need to make coffee taste as little as coffee and as much like a milkshake as possible. But over time, it's less milkshake, which brings everyone to the yard, and more just strong and black, like me. Just gonna let that linger for a second. And yet, and still, coffee just doesn't do it for me. Energy drinks do more. The energy shots do more. I just need more milligrams of caffeine. And for me, that's just not getting it anymore. And although I absolutely have a six-pack, I have several layers of fat over top of it. But what is fat but stored energy? So I have plenty of energy to spare. I just don't have the catalyst to turn that stored energy into actual expended energy. It's not a slow burn. It's a no burn. A no burn zone, unfortunately. And make no mistake, I am not saying I have all the time in the world. I don't. I'm saying the time I do have, I can't match the time with the energy. Because I don't have enough energy to optimize my time at all times. Just how it is. Speaking of how it is, I'm going to go back to something that I talked about earlier. So much earlier. In fact, it was at the very beginning of this episode. The fact that this is not a special episode. And I hate special episodes. What do I mean by that? I am a child of the 90s. Or at least grew up in the 90s. Formative years, etc., etc. And what was big in the 90s and certainly in the late 80s as well was sitcom television. But not just any sitcom television, that special brand of sitcom television that always tried to teach you or learn you a lesson and everything. Because that's what they think kids need, lessons. So, there would always be an episode where it's heavy on the comedy, the quote-unquote comedy. The kids would get themselves into some sort of hijinks, make things worse. And that eventually things will resolve and they will learn a lesson and everyone would be happy and all. But every so often, which each series, each and every series, none of them escape this. There would always be that one special episode where something really serious happened. And it wasn't as heavy on the laughs. And then at the end, some would say, hey... Drug use is bad, child abuse is wrong, racism, sexism, blah, 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 blacksism. And it was always meant to impart some sort of lesson about being the good guy, about doing what's right, about... And I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, those were the my most hated episodes of ever watching anything, ever. I hated TV trying to preach to me so that I could learn a lesson or that we all could learn a lesson. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. No matter what the serious issue was. Because yes, issues are serious. But you, this funny sitcom that is irrelevant and will be so, you don't 
have the ability to pull it off in the way that it needs to be pulled off. So as children, we already don't like educational and you're not being very entertaining. So you're not being good at either, but you're failing spectacularly at both. But we can't say that because these are some very serious issues that they're talking about. So we just have to be there and be somber. For this episode, we're supposed to be able to escape. And for me, for my consumption, it's okay to be heavy-handed or preachy or anything as long as you can pull it off. I don't think any of the shows pulled it off very well, with the exception of a couple. But for some reason, they all needed them. And I'm like, is this some sort of contract you guys have that... Once in a while, you have to put out this really serious episode and be a bummer to everyone? Question mark. Life is tough. As adults, we learn that very quickly. Life is hard. It does not get any easier. In fact, it gets significantly more complicated and more difficult as you go on. That's the reality of it. So, for them to have these episodes where oh man, there's something serious or crazy happening, and then it's wrapped up somehow, magically, by the end of the half an hour, is unrealistic. And I know it's television, and we shouldn't be expecting realism from TV, but that's just it. We shouldn't be expecting realism from that form of television. So why are they trying to attempt it in the first place, when they can't pull it off well? For example, a lot of... (laughs) The TV show sitcoms did the anti-drug episode when many of their stars and definitely all of their writers were doing drugs and producers. Cocaine was a thing back then. It was a big thing. So you guys are preaching to us not to do drugs when you're doing all the drugs. That's freaking hilarious. So yeah, personally, I hate... 99% of the very special episodes of sitcom television from back then. But I hate most of sitcom television from back then. Don't learn me a lesson. Don't try to be the moral majority. Don't tell me things wrap up in a half an hour. I just want to be entertained. So I prefer sitcoms like that. Where adults get into stupid situations and they just spiral out of control. And we can laugh. So... That's a better version of a sitcom to me. I think those 90s sitcoms were dumb. And looking back at them, there's only a couple that I could watch at a time. And the ones that I can watch are the ones that had nothing to do with learning a lesson. Because we already have school and parents and other things. Why do we need to learn our lesson in television? So as a creator of a sitcom... I would not create something that teaches lessons. You look at a TV show like... I'm going to name some examples right now. See? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) Those people are as bad as they get. And guess what? There's not much lesson learning there. But it's been on for a billion years. Why? Because, to a lot of people, it's entertaining AF. A show that I particularly enjoyed as well. Broad City. Never a single lesson in that TV show. Never a single lesson. This is successful enough to run for about four or five years. There are other shows like that. 
Now, none of these shows were catered to children, and they definitely aren't and definitely shouldn't be, but maybe that's a lesson. Maybe we shouldn't cater to children, because children are terrible people. Just kidding, children are wonderful, they just grow up to become terrible people. Just kidding, children do grow up to become terrible people though. And how do I know that? Because I once was a child, and now I'm just a terrible person. Yeah, before I knew what child molestation was, they showed it to me on television and was that a different strokes when that bad man touched Arnold in special places. And I'm like, what? This is awkward. I don't. Why? Pedophilia? Okay, let's. Sure. Be, be a thing children should be seeing and not first listening to from their parents, learning from their parents. And other things. And TV had the nerve to try to tell us drugs are bad. Which, hey, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I'm not going to tell you which side of the fence I'm on in that one. Because it doesn't matter. But they were definitely doing it. All of them were doing the drugs. All of them. Every last one of them. As an adult, I've never heard a fellow adult say, Yeah, that special episode of Blossom or Saved by the Bell really set me on the straight and narrow. Just never happened. And I'm saying this as a future showrunner, hopefully, someday, maybe, maybe if someone picks me up, seems like Netflix is picking up everyone except me. Well, maybe they would if I actually submitted something. I should probably get on that. Wait, why am I doing this podcast when I could be writing out that script that will make me millions of pennies and probably get me a Netflix show that nobody will watch? I need to be doing that. I gotta, I gotta end this. Hmm. Huh. I wonder how I can end this. I'm just gonna uh, tell these people anything. They'll, they'll believe anything I say. Oh, is this thing still on? Ooh. Hit the music. And thus concludes this episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. As always, I am your host, Reese. And as always, you are my audience. People, random strangers from the internets. Or wherever you're listening to this on. Which would still be the internets because it is a podcast. So, it is internet based anyway. I am spiraling. Speaking of spiraling. I truly hope you're staying as safe and sane as possible, and I want to see you next time. So, you better take care of yourself, or I'll take care of you for you. Wait. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. Hey, this is what you get with insomniatic episodes. Remember to listen to us on whatever platform DSP of your choice. I'm on all of them somehow also i do have a youtube channel for this guess what the beautiful thing about that is that thing has zero views and i've actually watched them and it still has zero views the algorithms have said we know it's you so stop and if you please if you please actually this is the one time i'll show for myself leave some reviews they help a lot they help me especially for feedback but they help people check out the podcast like, oh somebody bothered to review it it must be something worth listening to so review it please and thank you and thank you for listening to the 
I told my Reese podcast network radio station dot com. I miss my old name, but I like this name too. So I'll see you later. Bye.